Hello, welcome back to some time after me not having any access to my fucking webcam for whatever reason. Thanks, Windows. I really love you. But yeah, um, today we're gonna talk about learning to um, scratch my own itch to some degree. Um, and it is probably gonna be related or by however you wanna call it or classify it. Um, Tim Ferriss, because he indeed is someone uh, that really did, you know, focus on learning for quite some time and really developed some strategies and some, some ways in which you can indeed as well accelerate by quite a bit your learning process, um, just in general your ability to learn quite anything. And so I'm just having in the background, can I... chunk things down closing thoughts well we might go through this one as well as um, this other thing or at first we're gonna go through this one yeah a business insider.com article as 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 it seems to be well yeah makes sense thanks Christopher for nothing. Tim Ferriss explains how the DISSS system can be used to learn any skill. DISSS stands for something, I don't know it, uh, at least I haven't memorized it, but you can memorize it by this, you know, the English word to this someone, or um, DS3, because the I is just a way to, to um, to memorize it, so the I stands for nothing actually, and so DS3 opposed to or um, kind of a, a relative of PS3, so PlayStation 3, as Tim Ferriss, I'm sorry, pointed out in um, podcast episode 191, I guess, so 191, which is an excerpt from the four hour chef which I should actually kind of read, you know, it's it's would be quite interesting. Tim Ferriss has spent much of his career dedicated to the study of learning. And he says in the intro to his podcast episodes, his mission is to uncover the tools and habits of the world's elite performers, whether they are hedge fund managers, entrepreneurs, athletes, athletes, yeah, athletes or musicians, and share them with the public. It is why even though his book, The 4-Hour Chef, may teach you the best way to cook a steak, it will also teach you Ferris's method of learning any other skill, whether it is a foreign language or athletic technique. His four-step process is simplified by the acronym DISS. DI just makes it easier to say and remember, or DS3, if you prefer, which we explain below. Deconstruction, which is the D. What are the minimal learnable units, the Lego blocks, I should start learning, or I should start with? In the same way that the sheer size of a major project at work can fill you with anxiety, before you even start it, the idea of learning a couple thousand Japanese kanji characters, for example, can seem so overwhelmingly or overwhelming that you never pursue your dream of knowledge or knowing basic Japanese. Well, but the solution to both is the same. Break down the complex into the simplest paths. 
Ferris highlights four tools to use when approaching the deconstruction of a skill. One tool is reducing, such as breaking down each Japanese character into components called radicals, a learning technique that's a native. A learning technique that a native. Period. <laughs> well, thanks for that sentence, I guess. There are 214 traditional radicals that provide clues to both meaning and pronunciation. Ferris explains turning an impossible task to learning 1,945 characters into one that some people can complete in less than two months. So, the first one is reducing. Just breaking down things into smaller pieces. You can use interviewing as a way to see how those who have already achieved what you're aiming for approached learning. Ferry suggests finding an expert through a cold email asking about the most common mistakes beginners make as well as the expert's main principles. On the other hand, uh, you could also book some sort of a, a business call with certain people. Uh, some people are up to that, some people are, are um, offering that on their websites and whatnot. Reversal is the process of looking at the final product of your skill and backtracking to find the best way to begin a task. Ferris writes that one of his readers taught him how to build the perfect fire in a fireplace, uh, which he discovered by starting with a problem. How could you build a fire that did not burn out quickly and leave a large pile of ashes? The answer was to, the, to do the exact inverse of the popular TB method, the upside down method. Reversal, which is uh, indeed something that he also said in this podcast episode. He said, if you want to build muscle, if you want to build muscle, yeah, muscle, um, go up to one of the biggest dudes you can find in your gym or women, whatever, you know, your gender is uh, or what you're identifying yourself with. Let's put it like this, maybe. Um, go up to this person and ask what this person is doing. And if this person says, okay, I'm taking post-protein shakes, do the complete opposite. Take them before working out. And so on and so forth. So the point is doing the complete opposite of what this person suggests you to do. Apparently is often uh, a way to be better and more efficient and, and whatnot. And then you can use translating, which in various processes the utilization of shortcuts that help you translate an unknown skill. In a language, this could mean learning uh, auxiliary, auxiliary verbs which are to have, to want, to need, etc. and basic verbs to eat, drink, to go, etc. to begin communicating ideas as quickly as possible as you further practice or shortcuts will become less necessary. Selection, which is the first of the three S's. Which 20% of the blocks should I focus on for 80% or more of the outcome I want? In a recent interview with Raoul Pal on Real Vision Television, I guess, Ferris explains that when he consults with an entrepreneur or executive, he takes a holistic approach to improving their lives and this includes advising them on health and fitness. Since it is almost a guarantee that even high performers won't make massive sudden changes to their diet or exercise regimen or lack thereof, Ferris finds the smallest changes that will have the biggest effects. Which is... A great idea, you know, which is kind of the principle of the 80-20 rule or indeed principle. That's 80% of what the fuck you are um, trying to achieve is done by 20% of the efforts. 
For some looking to for some looking to lose excess fat, this can mean that the only deliberate diet decision they make is eating 30 grams of protein within 30 minutes of waking up. For someone looking to start some form of physical activity, it can be start it can be start with simply five minutes of kettlebell swings three times per week. As you make small but powerful changes, you put yourself on a path towards accelerated growth, Ferris says. Sequencing, which is the second S. So we had dissecting. Was it dissecting? I think it was dissecting. Deconstruction. Yeah, great. So what are the minimal learnable units that you can learn? Then we have selection. What are the 20% or... Uh, well, yeah, 20% that you should learn that make up for 80% of the result. What is it? Then we have sequencing. In what order should I learn the blocks? Ferris says that a common reason people try a skill like cooking and then soon quit after feeling overwhelmed is because they took on an advanced task such as a recipe that requires knife technique and novice couldn't handle. When he decided to learn the tango, for example, he learned from male professionals that uh, learning the female role enhanced their performance as they lead, or as the lead. Learning the follow position first, he says, allowed him to master posture, foot position, and weight shifting before attempting to learn the lead he initially boached. And then we have stakes, which is the last point. How do I set up stakes to create real consequences and guarantee I follow the program? No matter how good a plan is, how through rough a book is or how sincere or intentions our intentions uh, humans are horrible at self-discipline ferris writes that means that when you decide to learn something you need to set weekly goals for for yourself with a uh, ramification that will hurt if you don't follow them ferris recommends checking out stick s-t-i-c-k and then a capital or a, a, a uppercase k i'm sorry a site Co-founded by Yale economics professor Dean or Dan Carlin, established on the principle that creating incentives and assigning accountability are the two most important keys to achieve a goal. As far as writes, Stick lets you put up a financial stake that sends your money to an anti-charity, an organization you despise when don't complete a goal and lets you set up a coach who monitors your progress and motivates you along the way which may be some political party that you do hate, um, which may be um, whatever it may be. I think there's actually some, some neo-Nazi organizational type of shit uh, that you could then indeed give your money to for them to use. And, you know, maybe even be on public record. Who knows? Would actually be some, some great motivation to actually do something so to rehearse everything and to uh, repeat everything deconstruction what are the minimal learnable units the lego blocks i should start with what should i start with then selection what are the 20 percent that um, that, that result in 80%. So what are the, the 20% of efforts, the 20% of the things that I can learn to get 80% of the results? Which 20% of the blocks 
should I focus on for 80% of or more of the outcome I want? So at first, you deconstruct the whole material that you have in little chunks, as we've done in the first step. Maybe I should actually read what he is saying there. What are the minimal learnable units, the Lego blocks, and I do want to underline blocks, I should start with. I should starting with. I should starting, I should start with. Huh? Um, what are the minimal learnable units, the Lego blocks, that I should start with? Then, which 20% of the blocks should I focus on for 80% or more of the outcome I want? In what order should I learn the blocks? Backwards from um, 100 to 0, 0, 150 to 100 and 0 to 50, whatever it may be. And how can I make myself accountable to actually do what I intend to do? But there's also another acronym that is called CAFE that I will talk about as well. Um, a bit more specific here, DISSS or DIS or DS3. Deconstruction, what is the minimum useful unit of knowledge? For a foreign language, it would be a word. Knowing a word, makes sense to know a word. Selection, what are 20% of those minimum units which leads to 80% of your desired outcomes? For cooking, it will be basic knife handling skills so you can cut, chop, fillet, mince and do whatever your heart's delight. My guess since I suck at cooking, um, in brackets, well. And for um, words, it might be, what are the tw what are 20% of all the words that are used the most? There for sure are some lists. Um, for sequencing, what is the most effective order to learning these units? For cooking, Tim tells the story of how most cookbooks have the wrong sequence for beginners since what newbie really wants to cook six chicken dishes in a, in a row. Yeah. Yeah. As for steaks, and this makes sense, then we have cafe. So C, uppercase C, lowercase a, uppercase F, and uppercase E. C for compression. Can I compress the most important 20% into an awesome cheat sheet? So a one-pager. F for frequency. What is the best duration and frequency? Knowing my personal limits and goals. Set up a schedule. If you are a slow learner, 5 minutes a day won't do shit since you are barely warm up your brain before time's up. E for encoding. How do I create mental anchors and tricks to make sure I remember stuff? Cafe and this are great examples. Thanks, Tim, for an awesome book. Only 50% of the way through, but appreciate the hard work and beautiful product. Um, great summary. Keep it up. My framework for learning has been reading cliff notes of life hacking books. Okay, yeah, makes sense. Maybe probably some reason why I tend to go through book summaries as well, since it's a relatively fast way to um, get information, good information and um, very broad spectrum of, of spectrum of information. Since of course yeah googling for something is, is something different than, than reading a book. Not only is the medium a different one which is not the point that I'm willing to make but this um, 
well, kind of the me medium kind of influences the, the way the information is. Book is written differently than a blog post, which is because of the length, because of the readers, because of the environment and whatnot, you know. But yeah, anyway, I'm going to end the episode here. I do hope that I've been able to go through some things that are of importance to you. And I'm probably going to see you the next time. Hopefully. Bye-bye.